Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selective and I'm pleased to welcome the voice of value to the podcast. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, all good, thank you. Good, it's been a busy day for both of us, so we're a wee bit late recording this week, so we're going to try and crack on and get through these as quickly as possible. There's nine races on TV tomorrow, I think, is it nine? Yeah, nine uh, on TV, um, it's actually, it's fantastic racing, it's brilliant, um, most of them are big fields as well, a few handicaps, so it's it's really good stuff, but yeah, it's a lot to, a lot to get through. Yeah, it feels like Voice of Value Day at Newmarket and Ascot. Hopefully so, yeah, quite a couple of weeks for me, um, a few placed horses and bits and pieces, but... Just um, warming up. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so, we'll get to those very, very quickly. Last week was a tricky one, none more so than the Derby, which we need to talk about before we move on to anything, I think. Uh, Serpentine just absolutely demolished the field. Yeah, it was it was really interesting um, to watch after the event. I mean, at the time, you're tearing your hair out. After about two or three furlongs, even, I thought, I've got no chance here. Mm-hmm. Pile driver was way back in the field um, and sort of I think there were 16 runners or something wasn't there sort of 14 of the 16 had decided they were going to battle out to see who could be as far back as possible and, <laughs> and you know all looking for position rather than just getting into a rhythm and getting going yeah. and that just let that just let Serpentine take a lead that um, very quickly looked well certainly you knew most of them weren't going to catch him and you thought well maybe one or two might get there and then as he turned, he's gone round that corner, just kicked on again, and the, the rest of them are nowhere. I mean, when you look at when you look back and look specifically at Pile Driver, obviously, which that was that was my tip, so I looked um, quite intently at what he had been doing. He almost came to a standstill because they were always again, some were trying to get off the rail, some were trying to get in and get a nice position, and and they ended up he almost stopped, and that went on for about a furlong, all of them jockeying for position. Meanwhile. Um, Serpentine up front has got the absolute run of the race and just gets in a nice wee rhythm. Jockey doesn't have to work hard, doesn't have to use any energy at all, really, uh, to get in a rhythm. And he's off and he's got a 10, 12, 13 length lead. Game over. Yeah, I think the pundits were just stunned. It was incredible to watch. I mean, I had a, a wee each way bet on pile driver as well, but it wasn't enough to uh, lose sleep over. So it was fascinating just to see the pundits just actually couldn't believe what they'd seen. Yeah, and there was there's a difference of opinion. They were even discussing it well into this week as well. Um, I think Kevin Blake, um, I, I think is a pretty a pretty good form judge and a good pundit. Mm-hmm. He he thinks Serpentine's a good Serpentine's a good horse, and it was a good performance. And the time figures sort of back that up. Yeah, and I, I do agree with him to a point, but also he wasn't given a race, and you know we might never know how good some of the other ones in behind could have been, you know, on the day because it just he, he was he was handed it certainly by more than half the field um, so still got to go and win it though oh absolutely and you know son of Galileo really well bred horse yeah, yeah. well trained uh, jockey got his sectionals perfect no complaints at all in that regard it wasn't as though it was a crap horse definitely definitely a good horse no doubt about that um, but yeah the others yeah you're a bit pissed off I think if you back some of the others because they've They've not given enough consideration to the size of the field and the amount of scope that they've given the, the leader to just let him go away. Yeah, you barely can get a run out the others in the field, have you? And I think just looking at, I think the Tricast paid about fifty grand or something. <laughs> With the set, what was saying, fifty to one and third, yeah. sixty, sixty one. I doubt we'll ever yeah. see a derby like that again. 
Uh, was it 21, 41, 66 to 1 or something like that? Uh, well, ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, let's hope we uh, we can be a wee, bit, <laughs> a wee bit closer to the mark this weekend. And uh, as I say, there's nine races between Newmarket and Ascot on ITV on Saturday. So let's get stuck in. We're just going to rattle through these pretty quickly. First race is the 150 at Newmarket. Yeah, so this is uh, quite an interesting handicap. Um, we've got some of the, at the top of the market that are a bit shorter priced than I, I think they should be. Um, it's fairly wide open. It's exclusively for three-year-olds. Um, so we've not got a ton of um, form to go on because of COVID and what have you. The one I like um, is actually a French Raider. It's coming across um, for its second race in the UK. Um, it wasn't particularly good last time out at Newbury um, on sort of seasonal reappearance, but I think that's perhaps why we're getting a good price here. The horse is called Into Faith, um, and you're getting about 16 to 1 each way. Um, firms are only paying three places, unfortunately, but I think it's still decent value. Um, the, the main reason I like it, we're looking at um, soft ground at Newmarket for tomorrow, and uh, this one won at Longchamp at the tail end of last season, um, when it was a two-year-old, um, in a really hot um, sort of conditions race, um, which was worth about 120 grand to the winner, which that is pretty nice. bit. It's about uh, 10 times what the rest of these have been racing for in most of their races. So it's a really um, mm-hmm. noticeable and um, valuable race. And won that quite nicely on what they call very soft ground. So that would probably be sort of soft ground by comparison in, in, uh, in England. So he's got the ground he wants. He's a big price. I just thought it was a decent each way shout against the against the rest of these. Yeah, and we're, lo- we're looking at eleven runners, I think, in this one. I think it's... Yeah, so you don't have too many to beat. It's not as though it's a yeah. fifteen or sixteen runner um, affair. So I just thought he, he jumped out to me. I, I think you can pick holes in the ones at the top of the market. Certainly, mm-hmm. the finest sound at two to one is pretty short an eleven runner handicap with with sort of quite a lot of unexposed three year olds. So yeah, that was that was the each way value. I thought anyway. Okay, so that's uh, into faith at sixteen to one. Yep. Um, Moving on then, um, we'll go through it chronologically. We're jumping between Newmarket and Ascot for the whole uh, ITV card. So the next one is the 205 from Ascot. Um, the ground here, for, for, uh, certainly at the moment, um, seems to have stayed good. So it's not soft there, but it's soft at Newmarket. It's just worth, worth bearing in mind. Um, the 205, there's actually two that I like in this. Um, we are getting extra each way places. Um, and the two that I've picked out are one which is really progressive, and that's Queen of Silka. Um, that one, she's actually won her last three in a row. Um, and it just looks like she's going in the right direction. Um, I think, you know, we, there comes a point when she goes up in the handicap rating to the point where you're saying this is just not worth um, following in with her anymore. But she's only gone up six pounds for her last win at Chepstow. Um, and that, she was really well back that day, two at one favourite in the 13 runner field. So, I think connections certainly expect um, that she's still got a good bit more to go. And she comes here, she's she's off bottom weight. Um, and I just think that there's probably a bit more to come from her. So you're getting, again, each way value 12 to 1. And I think Betware paying um, 12 to 1, four places. That, that to me looks really good as an option. Um, and the second one, um, a horse called Al Razma. Um, now, 
that one ran at, at Royal Ascot and finished eighth of fifteen in the Sandringham, I think it was, one of the big handicaps. Yeah. That doesn't tell the full story. Um, I think on that occasion, um, what you've ended up is she's she's made the running on in one of the groups um, along the rail, and I think they've gone off a bit too fast. Um, that race is much better than this race, in my opinion. Um, and she's been dropped a pound for that run, so I think she can bounce back and certainly do better than than the eighth um, place finish that day. And to get your each way return here, you're only needing to get in the top four. So I think um, Al Razma is one I feel like that's still got a good bit of potential and a good bit of improvement to come. So twelve to one, four places for her as well. So you're giving us two chances here. Basically, yeah, couldn't be <laughs> two, and I thought, well, why not? Twelve to one, we'll, we'll have a punt on both of them. Yeah, well, we made a, a good case for each of them. So we're going to skip the two twenty-five at Newmarket. Yeah, nothing in that one. Um, that, that's another Phillies handicap, but there was nothing in there that jumped out at me. Pretty, um, pretty tricky one. So I've not tipped anything on that. So next up is the two forty at Ascot, and you're you've picked out side Ben Sirius horse yeah, in this one. Um, a horse, the second favourite horse called Dubai Souk. Um, I think there's probably a a gag in there, but it's, we're, we're far too high brow for that. <laughs> so I, was, I, was, I was very tempted. The gambler racing <laughs> podcast is making better things than that, so we'll just brush over that and move on. Um, yeah, top rated horse in this race, um, so we'll carry the most weight. Um, but uh, I think he looks like he's pretty progressive. He's only had five runs. He won his, his last race at Nottingham um, at the tail end of last season um, really nicely um, by at least six lengths anyway and, and you know did it did it quite comfortably. So I, I think he's got plenty more to come. Um, and I just thought five to two was a pretty fair bet. I think um, Celestran is the, the, the favourite, um, rightfully so probably, but um, I'd expect the two of them to be a bit closer to the market. So it's just, again, it's just value I'm looking for. And I thought 5-2 um, was decent and I thought you could forget the other two. I might be wrong, but um, I thought it was between um, the top two in the market. And I'm going to side with Dubai Souk, 5-2. to two. Would you have wanted Dubai Souk to for the run this season well, so far? Yeah, well, yeah certainly that, that's something um, y- you tend to look for. Um, y- you know, but uh, with these top class horses and top class trainers, um, it's not a disaster if they're not run. They, they can get them ready for it. Um, and there's been a bit of money for the horse as well. It opened up sort of four to one, actually um, into five to two. So, um, albeit there's been there's been a few horses have dropped out, but yeah, there's confidence in the market there. So I'm not. I wouldn't be overly concerned. Okay. Uh, back to Newmarket for the next one. It's uh, three o'clock and another decent price to each way shot in this one. Yeah, Group Two race this um, pretty pretty decent quality um, on show. Hudson Rivers, the, the fairly short price favourite um, from Aidan O'Brien, sending sending that one over, so you can understand the, the appeal. Um, that one's only run once, and I'm sure will improve. But you're sort of taking it on a, on expectation rather than anything else. Mm. The one I quite like is a good bit further down. Um, a horse called Ventura Tormenta, um, owned by Midland Park Racing, who 
Um, actually, I've got a small share in, in one of their horses, so I have to declare an interest. But uh, pretty well run. They've been they've had a brilliant start to the season since they came back with all their different horses that are in various different syndicates. Um, a lot of them running quite well. Um, and this one uh, had a run at Yarmouth uh, in a novice race and won it really nicely. Um, Pat Dobbs was the jockey that day and just gave it a nice gentle ride, sort of educational ride, and you you just were looking at it thinking that that horse will come on really well from that run, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it could improve. I was really surprised actually to see fourteen to one available. I think I think they'll back that, and I think it will go off a bit shorter, um, and hopefully can uh, cause a wee bit of an upset. Again, decent each way value. If there's currently ten running in that one, so. As yeah. you said, there's not, not that many to get in front of to get a place. That's it. Yeah, you've just I'm just looking for you know it's the way it's the way I look at these races. Try and pick holes in the favourites as best you can. Obviously, people are backing the, the second favourites are Gosden Horse, and the favourites and the Brian Horse. Um, they're clear and obvious, you know, dangers. But um, I think this one sneaking in and just looks like an improver. And yeah, every every chance, nicely bred horse should improve. And, hopefully give them a, a decent win at Group 2 level. Okay, so back to Ascot for the 3.15 and it wouldn't be a gambler podcast without some kind of Danny Tudhope <laughs> horse on the list for us. Can't help myself and as you'll discover later on there's another one to come. Um, but yeah, this one I'm actually quite surprised to be honest here. I can see what's happening um, that people are, are latching on to the Royal Ascot form for a horse called Mohather. Um, but it was only seventh that day and they're now wanting, it was, okay, it was, it was a group one, but they want to send him off here. Really short favourite. Um, he's got, I think he needs to improve a little bit to win this. Um, and that's just get, that's just opening up loads of value elsewhere in, the, in, the, uh, in, in this race. They all, the one they all have to beat on paper is Lord Glitters, who is rated 117. Um, which is at least three pounds ahead of everything else, and significantly more ahead of the sum. Um, and I, I was, I thought he'd be about nine to two, five to one. And there's, um, there's loads of nine to one available, um, which I think is just fantastic value. Um, first time out, Lord Glitter's, Lord Glitter's record's excellent. After a break, he's, he's always there or thereabouts. Um, he's performed really well in Group One class over the last couple of years. Um, doesn't never really lets his connections down. Uh, this is down in a group two, and I think yeah, first time out for the season, I think he can go really well. And I, I would expect him to be very close, if not winning it. So nine to one, I thought was a gift, to be honest. And another one making their seasonal debut. Yeah, and, and he, he does well in, in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he runs, you know, runs consistently well after a break, I think four or five times. Um, if you go back through his form and look, um, look at him coming back from a break he, he does well he doesn't always win but he runs he runs to a good level and and some of that's in group one races and this is a group two so you can you can upgrade those performances in, in, in these terms today so yeah very good very good shout that probably probably be my each way each way bet of the day i think lord glitters okay next up we're back at new market and am i right saying that the one you've got won it royal ascot yes um hello yumsey um, yeah. Yeah, really likable horse. Um, if if anything, probably um, prefers softer ground, um, um, and which he gets he gets on Saturday. But uh, he won the Diamond Jubilee Stakes mm-hmm. at Royal Ascot and 
pretty nice style. Um, so yeah, I was thinking he would be favourite, if not close to favourite. Um, you can understand Golden Horde won really nicely um, as well at Royal Ascot. So you know, I, I do see it between those two, but I don't think Helium Zame should be five to one, particularly when he's getting um, his preferred soft ground or, or certainly ground that others won't really like. Whereas he he's absolutely fine on it. So it's I'm suggesting a bit of a scummy each way bet at five to one. <laughs> I can't see him out of the top three, and, and you know I, I do I do recognise the threat of Golden Horde in particular, um, but I think you'll get your I think you'll get your state back. If you go each way at five to one, um, and hopefully you can nick it as well. Yeah, we snide everyone. We've seen those before, haven't we? Absolutely. Yeah, as long as you don't get get your, get your bookies accounts closed down, you're all right with those. Don't do it too often. Indeed. Okay, next up, and we're nearly there. Just two more to go. Is the three fifty at Ascot? Yeah, it's it's Danny Tudhope again. Um, a bit shorter price now. This one's been a bit more recognised in the market, um, but I can understand why he um wasn't brilliant um, at Ascot and in fact it was far from brilliant but I thought it was a strange choice Danny Tudhope had four or five he could have ridden that race and he picked Arecibo but Arecibo was going up to six furlongs which is definitely not his preferred trip mm-hmm. in my view he wants he wants a strongly run five and he'll, he'll finish off quite well but six furlongs will stretch him particularly at a place like Ascot where it's going to be hell for leather and you know you really need to see out probably more than the six furlongs so anyway he finished well down the field that day but um, dropped back to five funnels last time, much more like himself, well-backed, went off a uh, joint favourite um, and finished fifth, but not beaten far at all. I think less than two legs he was beaten. Um, and that was more like the thing. This um, is a slightly easier race, I think. Hasn't um, hasn't gone up in the handicap as a result of that. So he's now off a mark in 97, which is uh, a winning mark for him. So I, I can see him going really close. And still an each-way price, and 13 to 2, I think. Yeah. And again, you're getting... Extra, extra placing again, four places and that. So, yeah, a fairly confident each way selection. Arisibo. In fact, you would you wouldn't go far wrong in doing a, a dang to top each way double on the three fifteen and the three. Oh. That's now, right, a wee cheeky one. Now we could be talking. Yeah, I mean, it looks a from a betting point of view, it's a wide open contest. Obviously, Arisibo heading the market at thirteen to two. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few in there that I've got a shout. Um, Venturous is another one that caught the eye um, further down at Mountain Peak. Um, course and distance winner one last time out they saw a horse I would maybe tip but um, I'm siding with Danny Tudtop on this one with Arecibo OK and last but not least is the 410 at Newmarket Yep, yeah, and uh, as a special bonus for anyone who's lasted nine races <laughs> still here I've got two in this race as well um, again coming at them from slightly different angles for each of them um, and, and couldn't decide and I thought well we'll just back both of them again um, we're getting five places actually with some bookies in this one um, so the first one I like um, you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the handicap to find Tom Frey um, who's an improving three year old um, but is also a course and distance winner which we like um, and hasn't been hammered in the market uh, sorry excuse me hasn't been hammered in the handicap for um some decent performances um, towards the tail end of last season and then a second place at Sandown um, in June of this year. Um, it was only beaten very short head in a second. So I think there's plenty more to come from Tom Friend. I was quite surprised to see double figures, actually. I thought it'd be a good bit shorter. So 
Um, and I don't think he has a problem with the soft ground either. I think he's run admirably. In fact, his course and distance win was in soft ground. Um, mm. So that's just tick, 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 tick in all my boxes um, when I'm going through the form. So, yeah, definitely decent each way chance. Um, I think Hills are paying five places and you can get 12 to 1 with them for that. So that's um, a confident selection for me. And the second one, um, slightly shorter price. I think there's 11 to 1 available um, on a horse called Arigato. Um, this one's one, it's last two, and has probably been um, identified a bit more by the handicapper. He's gone up a good chunk for those two wins. But they've been, they've been solid wins, and I think he probably hasn't done improving yet. Um, so I think you can continue to look at that as an each way possibility at least um, and straight away with iron salt with it um, again, and again another one who's got no problem with soft ground um, one um, at Newmarket in fact over this distance as well so um, I think it was on the other course but it, um, it was a 7 for a long one so you're getting again 11 to 1 I think there's no one at five that's offering five places that's um, eleven to one, but you get Ladbrokes and Coral paying you four places, and I'd take the eleven to one with those. I think that's the way to the way to play him. Okay, and relax. That's it. <laughs> that's all nine done. Well, not quite. Can you just give us a recap of Can those me. tips, then, please? So the one fifty at Newmarket into Faith sixteen to one each way. The 205 Ascot, we've got two selections, Queen of Silka, 12 to 1 each way, and Al Razma, also 12 to 1 each way. No bet in the 225. 220, uh, the 240, rather, Ascot, Dubai Souk, and that's a 5 to 2 win bet. Then the 3 o'clock at Newmarket, Ventura Tormenta, 14 to 1 uh, each way. 315 Ascot, bet of the day, Lord Glitters, the old boy, 9 to 1 each way. Um, can't see him out the top three myself. <laughs> Making a rod from one back here. <laughs> then it's E35 at Newmarket. Hello, Yumzane, five to one. Snidey each way bet. Boils are paying four places if you've got a Boils sport account. That's a good one to use. Ascot 350. Arecibo, 13 to two each way. You're also getting four places there. And the final race is Newmarket 410. Two selections. Tom Frey, 12 to one each way. And Arigato, 11 to one each way. Can feel a few each way lucky thirty ones coming on. I tell you, if I don't get a couple of winners tomorrow, I'm getting. <laughs> well, fingers crossed that they come in. We're still here next week, sitting in the same chair recording the podcast. Okay, that's great. Um, this week we've got another Who Knows Wins competition set up on the Who Knows Wins app, and it includes all nine live races on ITV. As ever, it's a five pound buy-in, and we actually shared first prize last week. So well done. To the voice of value, I do. Um, maybe but a wee bit. Actually, I thought I'd, I thought I'd been pipped, so that's that's good to hear. Maybe a wee bit tougher this week. Um, but if you want to give it a go, make sure you download the Who Knows Wins app on your app store, and we will provide the link to join the competition on our Twitter feed, and you should also be able to see it on the Who Knows Wins home screen now as well. So that's us for another week. Don't miss the two football podcasts that are available, one covering football in Norway and the other in Belarus. Um, and of course, you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value and he'll update you on any changes to any 
uh, tips or information given in the podcast over the next 24 hours. Um, and that's us for this week. So best of luck with your bets this weekend. And thanks for your time, Paul. No problem at all. Good luck, everyone. And especially Danny Tuntle. Ha, 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 ha.